Hello and welcome to TFS The Season, a new podcast on Talk Film Society where we're going to be doing 12 holiday-themed double features between Thanksgiving and New Year's. I'm Mike, and I'm joined today by Mr. TFS himself. <laughs> oh, please don't call me that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marcelo Pico, Editor-in-Chief of Talk Film Society, TFS. Um, <laughs> and I'm here with, with Mike. Mr. Who are you? Um, uh, when I worked at a comic book store, my nickname was Captain Snafu. <laughs> I'm not calling you that. Let's, let's okay. not call each other nicknames. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So we're here to kick off this series where we're going to be doing uh, double features featuring holiday movies from Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's. And we're, these are just going to be short little bite-sized episodes that you can listen to while you're getting on or off the train and you know whatever oh wait people aren't i mean where these days yeah, uh, when you're sitting around at home you know dreaming of a white christmas oh boy uh, it, it, I, yeah, I just want people to be i want these episodes hopefully to lift people up how about that generally you know get everybody in the holiday season whatever you uh want to celebrate if you celebrate if you don't even so come on Get in the yeah. spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Get in the spirit. Yeah. And what we're going to be doing is instead of, uh, you know, Marcelo and I tackling all of these ourselves, we're going to be bringing on people from around the network to give their double features. You know, you're going to get a, a little taste of of the network the, on the whole and, <laughs> and not be stuck with just, you know, one person or two people yeah. for the duration of the season. If, if, if you want to hear Mike and I go back to Soderbergh 2828, you've heard enough of us is what we're trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear us. We're pushing it with this. <laughs> I'm pushing it. <laughs> I just released like 12 hours of, of me talking over the last like two months. So uh, <laughs> enough of me. Let's get other people in here. Exactly, exactly. But we are going to kick off this one uh, ourselves. Uh, it's Thanksgiving, and we're going to be taking a look at a couple of Thanksgiving movies, Contagion and Rocky. Yes. So so let's get this started with Contagion. Now, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really wanted to start this series with Contagion because I felt like that's where we're at, right? It's Thanksgiving in a contagion. Contagion is about a, a pandemic which basically blows up over Thanksgiving. So, you know, there are lessons to be learned. And also, it, it's it's a masterpiece. So why wouldn't we watch Contagion? Absolutely. And when you brought this idea up to me, this was the first episode and. I immediately went, yes, I would love to talk about Contagion and Rocky. Contagion especially because, uh, I mean, like I mentioned before, Mike, you and I hosted Soderbergh 2828, and I have been wanting to rewatch Contagion um, since this current pandemic started because uh, it is uh, turns out to be very prescient, and I ended up rewatching it uh, last weekend, and uh, yeah, it uh, it holds up. On many levels, uh, it's it's scary how well this holds up. And yeah, for those who maybe are avoiding it, yes, it is a movie that takes place over Thanksgiving. That's a fact I kind of forgot until I rewatched it recently. I was like, oh, that's right. This is a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, I think the instinct for a lot of people was to watch it or rewatch it when this whole thing started. I mean, you could see that like as soon as 
we went into lockdown, you just look at the iTunes charts and yeah. Contagion was, you know, number one. And I had just watched it for some other reason, like a few months prior. So I, I was kind of like not in the headspace to watch it again. I, so I waited until, you know, like now essentially. And in hindsight, I'm really glad that I did because I think people who were watching it, whether subconsciously or, or directly, when the pandemic started, I think we're kind of looking for a playbook as to what they could expect. And by watching it, once we were knee deep in all of this stuff, I think the perspective shifts to not what can we expect, but how well did the movie predict yeah. what actually happens? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because, um, I mean, the reason why I said earlier, it's like, I've been holding off on this rewatch and why I think maybe people who maybe had my mindset, like maybe wanted to just avoid it because it, it, it because it just came back, it, it had a resurgence. Um, the reason being is because it is so accurate. It's like they peer through future binoculars and space masks are a big thing. And, you know, in the second and third act, uh, the, the term social distancing is used like all these catchphrases, like these words that we now use and now hear over the news, like it's there, it's in contagion. So that's a reason why I kind of was like, I, I was like, yeah, I do need to rewatch this movie because it is Soderbergh and is, there's a good reason why it's, it's coming back into uh, the culture. It's why it was number one on iTunes. It's why I think in the last week before things shut down, I was in a, a Vulcan video, rest in peace. And I overheard somebody say, hey, do you have that movie about the virus and Gwyneth Paltrow's in it? And the clerk's like, oh, Contagion. It's like, oh, yeah, that one. I, I'm glad I held off because <laughs> it, is a, it, is a, it is a nerve-wracking movie, especially in that first half. I, I think I said this when we did the episode on this movie years ago, Mike. It's like, it, to me, especially that first half, it is a horror movie. It yeah. is it's so frightening in that it's it just feels so real. And hey, it turns out it's pretty real. <laughs> Got it spot on. So I, I'm glad. Uh, I mean, we're still in it. We're still in the pandemic. We're still trying to deal with this day to day. And But now that I've just gotten just, I hate to even say, so used to how this is all playing out, like seeing it with these eyes, you know, eight months in, I'm like, yeah, it's it's still frightening, but I can I can take it now. It's it's mm-hmm. it is it is real, and uh, it's something we have to live with. And um, yeah, again, I think I think Silverberg nailed it. It's I knew it was a masterpiece before, but now even more so. It's yeah, it's 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 held up uh, scarily well. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I've always thought that this movie was a masterpiece I, I do think that it's like Soderbergh's best movie of the past 15 years at least and I think probably since Traffic and watching it again obviously you have like a new appreciation for, for how, how much it got right um, but it is interesting how like little things play differently now because of what the emphasis has been on in the real world, you know, like the social distancing thing, which I never, that's just like a throwaway line that you don't yeah. even really think about, you know, here it's like, Oh, the, the, they just said social distancing, you know, like that kind of thing. The one thing like going into it, my kind of assumption for what I, I would see this time around was that I thought that I would be 
impressed with the behavior of the general public in the movie compared to uh, <laughs> the real world. I, I thought that this movie was going to show that people in the real world were a lot dumber than people in the movie. But in watching the movie, they got that right, too. Like, there there yeah. are enough, like, really stupid people in this movie to go like, oh, yeah, yeah, they called that one. They, they, they did call that one. I mean, obviously, I knew about it because people were making memes about it through the summer. And I didn't really make the connection to just how well it's so deeply accurate is Jude Law's character. Yeah. And how it's basically, he is like Alex Jones. He is like this con man for the, for, 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 for hell's sake. He's the president of the United States yes. like he's selling this forsythia, like this fake mm-hmm. medication and he's getting rich off of it. That is like a striking plot line that I was just like, yeah, they got that right. And, and that's something which Soderbergh has said since then where he's like, that's the part that they wanted us to cut out. <laughs> That's not believable. And and I do have to say that like up until this this rewatch, that was always the part where I was like this is dragging. This feels yeah. like it's not, you know, and now it's like, oh yeah, you know. It is it's, is it, it is very much like traffic. I mean, the the, the parallels are there like m- these multiple storylines, these multiple characters, uh, the, the these huge uh, Hollywood names in this multi-layer uh, account of like one specific topic like that's traffic like from top to bottom yeah. looking at all angles of of drug trafficking and here from top to bottom you get people who are on the ground like the CDC dealing with this and then we have swindlers who are uh, working the system and, and, and getting rich off, off off the dead so it's I think it's it's a it's a vital part of that movie and of contagion and yeah yeah again it works so well all right, well, should we move on to our second movie today? Yeah. Uh, something a little lighter. <laughs> a little bit lighter, yeah. Rocky. Now, I, I, I will say the, the fact that your website is called Talk Film Society <laughs> I, I always sort of like, I think, pushes me to, to be, I don't know, better or maybe not better, but, you know, my, my natural go to for like a, another thanksgiving movie would be like zach and mary make a porno but i was like this is going to be on talk (laughs) film society so i should pick something you know highbrow like rocky so so that's what i did i i i'm 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 glad you ended up with rocky because i I think we'll talk about this after at the tone of the discussion but what, what I found interesting is like, Mike, you picked this double feature and like, I could make a case of why beyond the fact that it's a Thanksgiving movie, they're both Thanksgiving movies, why these two should be paired together. Like I, I can make a, I can make a argument beyond that of why they should be paired together. I cannot for life of me think of how Contagion and Zachary make a porno would, feel, would fit well together other than being a Thanksgiving, you know, double feature. So... Good pick, Rocky. Yeah, um, but sometimes but, that's enough. I mean, there, yeah. there there aren't there aren't that many Thanksgiving movies out there, so you know, I mean, you gotta pick and choose. But <laughs> um, and and Rocky, I, I mean, I guess that's an interesting one. Is like, is it a Thanksgiving movie? Is it a New Year's movie? Is it both? Oh, I'd say like just jumping into it. Like when I think of Thanksgiving, I think, and if I had to pick Thanksgiving movies. Like this would come to mind. I mean, uh, for for all you said about Zack and Mirror make a porno, I well maybe this is like a bit more highbrow. I'd put in um, Funny People uh, oh, yeah, for Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. even though in that movie there's maybe 
two scenes that takes place over Thanksgiving, they're right in the middle of that movie. But those scenes are powerful. Like, yeah. they're my favorite moments in that movie, and I think that's why I think of Funny People as a Thanksgiving movie. To my point, in Rocky, there is one scene in particular that makes it, for me, a Thanksgiving movie when Polly takes that turkey and tosses it out of, <laughs> out, of out, 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 uh, out the door uh, uh, on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, if you want to, if you're asking me, yeah, this is for sure a Thanksgiving movie in my book. Okay, all right, well, that's fair enough. So, so what do you think about Rocky? I love it. It's been a movie that has grown on me over the last few years, more so than like when I first watched it, like on TCM, like 20 years ago. Like last, I think last, one of the last times I saw it, it was in the theater. And I think this was right after Creed had come out, and I was sitting next to like this, this this father with his son, and they're both watching Rocky, and uh, it was like a it was like a secret screening. Like I, I don't want to go into full detail, but like we sat down <laughs> expecting a Rocky movie, but we didn't know what Rocky movie. So the kid and his father. We're maybe expecting maybe, I don't know, like what's a more kid-friendly Rocky movie, like Rocky 3, like maybe something more, you know, more more fun. Um, that's what I initially thought. I'm like, well, this kid's going to sit through Rocky, the first one. It's a, more, more of a drama than, than all of them. And um, there's more like down notes, like, like, let's see what happens, you know, with, with this kid. So I, I kind of kept my eye and I'm like, hey. And then after, after the movie ended, he was like excited he's like he was out in the hall doing that boxing move that you know people do after watching a rocky movie and that kind of proved a point i had um i thought i had you know rewatching. i'm like yeah this is such a quintessential american movie about like the underdog coming in and you know he doesn't win but he does just enough to prove himself mm -hmm. and that trope we you know we had seen before and we've, we've seen ever since like few movies do that as well as rocky and that's why i think i love coming back to it because it is an underdog story it is something like i can also connect with and yeah as as a grower it's a it's a more personal movie and it works so well on on that level being an underdog story it's like the ultimate underdog story yeah i i love it what about you mike yeah, I'm, first off, let me just say that if I were to go to a secret screening where they're like, you're going to see a Rocky movie, but we're not telling you which one. And I'm like, really? That's interesting because there's a lot of choices here. And then someone's like, the movie you're going to be watching is Rocky. I'd be like, really? Because like, I feel like you could do that whenever you wanted. Like, It would be bold if you were to be like, we're watching Rocky Five, and See, I'd be no. like, "Holy shit, that's Listen, crazy!" I just want to say, I, I, I was, I, I was kind of like you. I'm like, oh, I was like slightly, slightly disappointed that I wasn't seeing like Rocky, th even Rocky Four, you know, right. Rocky Three, yeah. Yeah. even Rocky Balboa. Uh -huh. But then there was like Rocky. I said, Rocky, okay. Then by the end, I was like in love. I was like, okay. Why do I always sit down and think this movie is going to be like? I think that's, that's 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 a thing I had growing up. I, I for some reason, it's like the first Rocky is like kind of dry. It's kind of just too much of a drama. There's not enough boxing in it. Mm -hmm. But now, like rewatching it tonight, I'm like, God, it's it's still it still works. It's like an intimate character drama. So I I, yeah. I, I know where, I know where you're coming from, Mike. I, I'm it, just it, saying, like at that point, you might as well just say like, come to see Rocky. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> but whatever. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that this movie holds up really well, too. Uh, you know, something which has always stuck out to me. I mean, first off, to your point about it being an underdog story, I, I think that that's definitely true. And that's certainly what, what I can relate to and I think everybody can relate to in watching this but there's also this kind of like interesting meta narrative where the movie itself is an underdog story like the idea that this indie movie written by Sylvester Stallone would become like a best picture nominee like that is like considered to be one of the best movies ever made like and spawn this franchise which is still going you know 45 years later yeah like that's crazy you know it it, it the the Rocky franchise is Rocky, and and I think that that's pretty cool. Um, one of the the other things which has always just stood out to me, like I, I had seen a couple of these movies back before Rocky Balboa came out, and I was at a theater with a bunch of my friends, and we were like, "What do we watch?" kind of thing, and uh, my friend Max, who if you bring up sports his head just kind of like snaps and he's just like, I don't understand what's going on. Stop talking. Stop talking. Like when we were at the theater, he's like, how about we go see Rocky Balboa? And I'm like, what happened to you? Why would you want to see that movie? And he's like, no, the Rocky movies are good. The mythology is sound. And (laughs) him just saying that, like the mythology is sound, like that one little random sentence has really like colored my entire perception of this franchise and now with the expansion of creed and everything it's like wow the mythology really is sound right yeah rocky works on its own perfectly well but you take everything that's you know they've gone through up to like through creed and now creed is better than any of the rocky movies if you ask me you know Uh, real quick i'll say i was thinking about my ranking of rocky movies and I, I think I'm going to end up saying it, it's it's like a three-way tie between Rocky, Rocky Balboa, and Creed for me. Yeah. Those three, so, yeah, they're, 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 interchange, they're interchangeable. Cause I those, do, are the, those are the best. Yeah, those are the I, best would, I, would, I would say Creed, Rocky Balboa, and Rocky. That, yeah. that was how I'd rank them. I think after my watching tonight, I'd, I'd go Rocky, Rocky Balboa, and Creed. But okay. if, I, if I watch if I watch Creed again, I'll be like Creed, Creed, Rocky, yeah. the Rocky Balboa. Then if, if I watch Rocky Balboa again, yeah, you know the drill. Um, yeah. Th- yeah, that line, the mythology of sound. I had that thought because what I love about <laughs> this rewatch is that th- this might be a crazy comparison, and this is coming from the founder of Talk from Society. I could make a a comparison between the Rocky franchise. And the Fast and Furious franchise, in that the mythology is sound in both, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Stallone knew the plan from the from the get go. Because uh, after watching Rocky, I immediately want to put in Rocky two and the Rocky yeah. three, because the sequels following Rocky are just so like. Uh, okay, one example. Uh, Polly, you know, has that fight with Rocky uh, at the end of the movie, but then Rocky's like, "Okay, Polly." He basically gives Polly ownership of like his name, of Rocky's name, <laughs> and 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 Polly ends up putting like the meat factory on 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 the back of his coat, on the back of his jacket. But then that that little that little uh, uh, sentence that could have been a throwaway line is a huge plot point in like Rocky Four or something, right? I think when Rocky goes bankrupt because Polly made bad deals mm-hmm. and like that's genius because 
either Stallone had it planned out from the get-go that this was going to be a saga and that little line was going to be important later on, or like he was smart enough later to say, oh, I'm not, I'm going to make every line in that first movie count. I'm going to call back to it and it's going to be important. Like you cannot make a Rocky five without acknowledging the other Rockies. You can't make Rocky Balboa without acknowledging the other Rockies, even Creed and Creed two call back to the original series in a way that's super smart and that's how I think great franchises um, like are made. That's my mm-hmm. comparison to Fast and Furious that, that they do similar things where each entry in that series is important and they make callbacks to previous chapters and yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's my comparison. Two franchises that really take care of that mythology and make each entry count. So yeah, that's my big takeaway from watching Rocky again tonight. No, oh, it works. Yeah. It works for sure. All right. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> it has. It has. Uh, and and you know, uh, as as we wrap up, um, I don't know if we want to make this a segment um, for every show that that's um or every episode of the series but i quickly want to say connecting these two movies from from not just a standpoint standpoint of them being thanksgiving movies like i see them both as like very american movies like Mm -hmm. like we're saying with contagion that uh that point you brought up about how in the movie you saw really how you know the american people would react to a pandemic and how accurate that turned out to be yeah, that's quintessentially American to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 and especially with how it all takes place over the Thanksgiving weekend, and how that's very, also very much American. And hey, uh, Rocky, you know, Rocky and Rocky Balboa, the character, like they're very much quintessentially American. So, you know, with this double yeah. feature, you see the the landscape of America in two different ways. So, and you know, there are there are heroes in Contagion. That's that was a huge thing that came. That was a realization after rewatching Contagion. The heroes in that are are amazingly represented because they they feel so real. A Kate Winslet's character, especially, mm-hmm. she does so much to help so many, and yet she pays like the ultimate price. And I rarely see you know heroes like that portrayed in a movie like that feels like so real that deals with like real subject matter like that. So there you yeah, go. And and there, I mean I, I get really emotional watching Contagion and seeing things like I mean as we have now discovered not incredibly accurate but like the the scientist who discovers the vaccine and you know basically putting her life on the line to yeah prove yeah that it's, it's accurate or you know even just like the littlest gesture like Lawrence Fishburne exactly yeah. giving the vaccine to the kid you know like that i think is really touching and and it kind of like speaks to just the the power of smart people to make the world a better place the the only other movie that i can think of off the top of my head that does that you know even better i think is apollo 13 you know i get like really super emotional watching apollo 13 because it's about people overcoming great obstacles with their minds, you know, in order to achieve greatness, greatness being just like getting people home, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something about that, which is, no. is really touching. I, I, I am completely on the same page with you, Mike, because those three characters are contagion. I had that same thought. It's like those three in their own way, in their own unique way, you know, whether big or small, they, they are heroes because 
they use their intelligence and their compassion mm-hmm. in uh, so well. So if we could only be that that great as a society right now, um, but hey, I think I think we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going in the right direction. Yes, going yes. In the right direction. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's about it for today. Uh, Marcelo, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, they can find me over at talkfilmsociety.com. I don't know if we've talked about that enough. Um, yeah. We, we talk about films and we're society. Um, Patreon. Patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety for bonuses, extra stuff. Um, I think by this point, you might, you might hear a Star Trek show featuring me, uh, yeah, you, Mike, you and will. Diego. Yeah, yeah, you will, even if it kills me. <laughs> so please check that out. It was a fun time. I can't wait for people to check that out. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it for me. What about you, Mike? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. You can also find me on my website, filmdamagepod.com, doing a show called Film Damage, where we talk about film projection and Star Trek. Uh, and time travel. So uh, head on over there and and check that out. Uh, But yeah, that's it for today. We will be back tomorrow with two different hosts to discuss two different Christmas movies, hopefully uh, Black Friday movies in some way or another. And until then, yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. (laughs) 